Good to see everybody. Smile real big. You're in church. Everybody smile real big. We made it through it. We're not all the way out yet, but you did it. If you're in church right now, you didn't know you could make it. But you found out the Lord doesn't get stopped at walls. You found out the Lord will go to your home. The Lord will go into your car. You found out that you could have God everywhere at all times. So be encouraged today. Just another hurdle on the race to the end. Another hurdle we have to go over. If you have your Bible, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. It's so good to see everybody. If you're joining us online, thank you for joining us online. We appreciate you joining in. We want to be a blessing today. And we want to talk about, we want to talk about the feeling of finishing. We want to talk about the finish line. Anybody want to go to heaven one day? Yes. You guys are doing good. Almost there. Jesus is coming back soon. Do you believe that today? Yes. He's coming back soon. Do you see how this world doesn't have the answers? He's coming back soon. They don't know what to do. In fact, all I'm seeing in the news media is how they're trying to turn this into a one-world government and put chips in our head. That's all I'm seeing. All I'm seeing is the stage being set for the end times. All I'm seeing right now is another chess move on the board of, of eternity where we're about to see Jesus split that sky open and he's coming back for us. This is very clear what's happening right now in our world. Everything is getting prepared for end time revival. Some people are afraid. Some people are reading all kinds of stuff on the news about how we're all going to be hurting and all going to be dead and all these bad things. But let me tell you, the latter rain shall be greater than the former rain. All I know about end time prophecy is this. Uh, no matter what we go through, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders. Uh, we'll be baptizing people. We might be dodging the police and baptizing folks on the same day, but there will be a mighty revival, and it will be the best days of your life before the Lord comes back. Don't look down at the end times. Look up. Look in the sky because Jesus is coming for us. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I do not believe for one moment the Lord is going to take the last few days of us lives hiding in our houses, scared to death. I believe the end time is going to be powerful. I believe there's going to be miracles happening like crazy. I do not believe it's the will of God for us to be hunkered down, eating beanie weenies for three years in our house because we're scared to death. I believe we're going to be moving. I believe there's going to be a move. I believe people are going to be saved. Your backslidden family and friends are going to come to God. Whatever the cost of the price is, that's a good day. That's a good day in my book. That's a good day. I'm looking forward to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you're a guest today, thank you for joining us. 9 and 24. Know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receives the prize, so run that you may obtain. And that every man that strives to the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible earthly crown, a real crown on the earth. It goes on your head. It's not worth a whole lot. But when we run, we run for incorruptible. When we run our race, we run for something that will last forever. When we get our crown, it will never go away. It will deem us as princes and, and daughters of Jesus Christ, uh, and we will never lose that crown. It will be an eternal prize. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, Paul said, I'm fighting, but I'm not fighting like somebody that's beating the air. Come on. You ever been there before? Ever felt like you were just beating the air? Amen. I'm fighting the good fight of faith. Come on. You don't even know what you're swinging at. There are days walking with the Lord, I don't even know what I'm swinging at, but I'm swinging. But I'm swinging because I know there's something out there I'm trying to win. I know something's against me. I know I've got a battle. I've got a race to run. I know it feels like some days you're just swinging at nothing, but keep swinging because there's a fight to be won. There's a victory at the end. There's a finish line at the end of the race. Don't give up. Don't stop running. It's going to be worth it all. Somebody say the race. Matthew 25. Let's go to Matthew 25. I'm going to talk about the finish line because I have, to help, I have to help you see the finish line now. The race. Now let's go to the finish line. Matthew 25 and 14. A parable for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And one, and unto one he gave five talents. Five talents. To another two and to another one. And every man according to his several ability. Every man according to his own personal ability. And straightway they took, he took the journey. Let's skip the verse 20 where it all concludes. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, 
thou delivered to me five talents. Behold, I have added on to those five, five more. Amen. I did something with my life. Come on. I, did, I, I was productive. I was, pro, everybody say productive. Production is salvation. It's called fruit. You want to know if you're saved? Productivity. Fruit. That's a sign of salvation. He was productive. He did something with what he was given. doesn't matter how much you're given. What matters is you do something with it. Amen. Everybody has their place in the kingdom. Amen. So that's why you can't compare yourselves among yourselves. Amen. That's why you can't say they're not saved because they're not like you. Amen. Because they might not have as many talents as you were to begin with. Amen. But if they do something with what they've been given, then they are productive also. So you can't compare yourself. So his Lord, his master said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. And look what he says. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Come on into heaven. This is an end time parable. Come on in. Come on into heaven. Come on in the joy of the Lord. You've been good while I was away, and I come back, and I found out you were productive. I found out you were hardworking. I found out you were busy. So come on in to the joy of the Lord. Lord, help us right now to receive a good word today. Help us, God, to make sure that we have good feelings all the time, not just the moments, not small moments. I want to win. I want to get to the end. No matter the cost or the pain, God, I want to have the joy of the Lord. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands and give God praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to people's hearts today, Jesus. Courage us, Lord. You can be seated right now. Thank you. God bless you. We're glad you're here. You know, the older I get, you, you learn a lot when you get older. The older I get, the more you, I start to understand the difference between a good feeling and then just feeling good. You know, you, we all are tempted to have good feelings. And, you know, good feelings get us in trouble. It's the reason why there's addictions and the reason why there's messed up relationships. The reason why there's hurt is because people choose a moment feeling good Amen. over feeling good for a long time. Amen. I have learned that you can feel good for a moment and usually you'll feel horrible right after. Amen. Or you can feel horrible for a moment and feel real good for a long time after. Amen. I'm going to prove it to you here in just a minute. Y'all hang on. You're at Thanksgiving. You stuff your mouth, your face full of food for an hour. And then what do you do? You hurt. Something's wrong with us American folks. You know what I mean? We eat until we hurt. You understand, Mark? Hurt. You don't look like you've ever had Thanksgiving. We eat until we hurt. You enjoy it and enjoy it and enjoy it. And then you, you hurt. Isn't that bipolar? It's, it's, it's good, 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 bad. This is what we do. We live in a culture. I don't want you to feel bad. I'm going to talk about some stuff. I don't want you to feel bad. We live in a horrible culture that everywhere you look, it's get your pleasure now and pay the price later. Everywhere. Just, just get it now. Hey, who cares? 10% interest for 30 years. Get it now. Pay for it later. Yeah. Eat it now. Pay for it later. We live in a culture, all of us, not just the skinny folks and the big folks, all of us, okay? We live in a culture today. Everybody. I'm not talking to certain people today. We all live in a culture where get it now and pay the price later. Eat it. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Pay the price later. We live in a culture where if you don't do it that way, something's wrong with you. If you try to go upstream, something's wrong with you. But when it comes to just, let me just use the food analogy because we all love food and we've been trapped inside eating for days. Some of y'all have been just lusting after my frozen patty burgers. Isn't that right, Brother Corey? You've been, you've been, couldn't wait for me to cook you one. Couldn't wait for me to make you one. He called me, he called me a while back and said, he, he, he rebuked me. The Bible says, rebuke not an elder without a witness. And there was nobody around. He rebuked me on the phone and said he would never have no frozen burger. Some of y'all don't know because you don't have Facebook. You're super spiritual. You're on Facebook. Oftentimes, your tongue is saying go, but your, your stomach's saying no. 
This is what happens in our American culture, eating. And if you don't believe me, why don't you go to Taco Bell at 2 a.m. and see what happens the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah, that moment was so good. Oh, that was good. I was starving. And then, and then you pay for it. You pay for it. It costs more than $3. That is no such thing as no dollar menu. It costs a lot more than a dollar. It will cost you all night. Just, just go try it. Have that moment and feel the pain. But I've learned in my older age, I've learned there are some good feelings I need to trade in in order to feel good. I have learned there are some things I need to trade in and give up so I can feel good. You know, when you bite into a big old bowl of spinach, you, you're not happy. Something's wrong with some of y'all if you like just eating straight spinach. I'm going to tell you what you do. I know. This is the South. I know what you do. You put four pounds of butter and five cans of salt. And you'd be like, I have my vegetables today. I'm so healthy. Look at me. Oh, look at me. Jenny, Jenny Craig, look at me. I'm eating my... I know how us Southern folks do it. You, got, you have greens and you got yellows, but they're just caked. The yellow is, the yellow is butter. Let's be honest, all right? My name's Squash. I know how we cook. I get it. I'm with you, okay? I'm not pointing fingers at anybody today. This is our lifestyle. We, we, we eat that spinach, and with nothing in it, it's better for you, but it tastes bad. But, man, whenever, uh-huh. See, I got your attention now, Brother Brown. Yeah, see? He's like, now you're preaching, brother. Now you're preaching. Talking about that butter. Yeah, sodium. Jesus, help us, Lord. Mm. You eat that spinach bowl, and it doesn't taste good. But after a few days of eating that stuff, if you had never tried it before, you feel better. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm. I'm only got to trust me. Okay. Some of y'all have never done it. When you change your diet, you feel better. You understand? I, I know. I know. It's American culture. I know we don't ever change our diet. I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm trying to pray for me. When I do, when I run, when I drink more water, when I do all the stuff we know to do, I feel better. I don't know about you. I do. Now, I don't like what it takes to feel good. But I like the feeling when I get done. I don't like what it takes to feel good. It hurts at first. But eventually I get the reward of my investment. And eventually I'm happy about what I gave up. I'm happy about my pain. I'm happy about my, my suffering. Because eventually it starts to flip. And now I can say I feel good eating spinach. Not at first. When you first take your first walk, your first run after a while, it hurts. It hurts. But over time, it feels good when you get done. I began to run, I think, about two weeks ago. I, I picked it up. I, I did not run on a Sunday, about two weeks ago, two Sundays back. I couldn't sleep that night. I don't know why. My wife knows. I just couldn't, I couldn't relax. My stress was up. My blood pressure was up. And I had been working out for three or four days before that running. It was the only day in four days I had not exercised. And I felt different. I didn't feel, I didn't feel that, that quiet release. Something happens to your body when you get energy out. I can't explain it to you, but something happens when you run. And it didn't, I didn't feel good to run. I don't like running. It hurts the whole time. But I like the feeling that I feel after I'm done with the pain. It feels good. You see, I'm not just preaching about your health today, even though I will one day. I will one day. You know why I'm going to preach about health one day and have a lesson on health one day? Because I'm having to go to hospitals praying for things that people could have avoided. And I love you too much to make you think the lie that God saves everybody from health problems. I love you too much to let you believe that lie. When Bishop, of all people, has a heart problem, God could have kept it from him. If anybody was going to be kept from a heart problem, it would have been my Bishop. Because he's one of the most holy Christian men I know. I learned right then that God's going to let us get sick because of how we live. Amen. So you know what this pastor's doing? This pastor is not just trying to be spiritual now. This pastor is trying to take care of the temple of the Holy Ghost now. Amen. Oh, this is brand new. Don't worry, I'm with y'all. Some of y'all are like, what is he then? I just started, y'all. I just started. 
I've never, ever tried to be healthy. I've never had to. But after a year of sickness, after a year of not understanding things, I'm tired of small moments of pleasure. I want a long life of pleasure. I'm tired of small moments of feeling good, but then going back to feeling bad. I want to find some hope to where I feel good longer than five minutes. And I'll, I'll hope that you'll join me on my journey and I'll explain more later. It'll be an extracurricular lesson that we'll do outside of church if you want to join us and hear us out. I am the first to go through this, and I am doing this because I want to feel good. So today is not about your health, your, your natural health, very good, very much. Today is about your spiritual health, but I have to correlate it because we all understand food. Everybody. I talk about food, you automatically understand what I'm saying. Because we live in a culture where it's right now, take it, who cares what it will do to you? Who cares? You know, this feeling thing is scary because it might feel good to kiss, to kiss someone you're not married to. For a moment, it might feel good until your wife falls, finds out. It might feel good for a moment to kiss somebody you're attracted to, and, and then all of a sudden, your wife finds out. Oh, it don't feel so good, Brother Brown, does it? You're talking like, never mind. I don't, I don't know why you know so much about this topic, but... I'm just kidding, brother. It was a prophetic spirit came over you. We all know. We know, Brother Brown. We know. You're a wise man. I'm a wise man. It, it might feel good in the moment, but it will feel bad very quickly when she finds out. It will feel bad forever. It will feel bad forever. See, these moments are dangerous because we live by the moment and we wonder why we're not happy because small moments giving in to your flesh do not produce joy. Joy comes at the end of hard running. Joy comes at the end of swinging and fighting. Joy is the end, not the journey. Joy is what you get when you're done feeling the pain of your life and the fight uphill. You can have the joy, but not now. This will never be heaven. This is the earth. And you have to fight and run. You have to push. It will be over soon. You will get that crown. You will get it one day, but not yet. We have to trade moments of feeling good in to feel good forever. Anybody want to do that today? Anybody want to feel good more than just a moment? Anybody want to not just medicate in a moment, but you want to have a life of therapy? Anybody want to feel the joy of the Lord every day? Anybody want to wake up in the morning and let the sun hit your face and feel good? Here's the price tag. It will cost you moments of misery. You'll have to fight and climb and push and give up and sacrifice. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. God's taken me first down this road. I can relate to you. It is horribly hard. When it comes to feeling good, there are two schools of thought. Some like to feel good for a little while and then just endure the pain forever. I got to buy that thing right now. Oh, I have to, how do I pay for it? I have to pay for it. Oh. Oh, this is so nice. This brand new iPhone 12 is two grand and it does almost the same thing as my 11. Oh, I have to have this. I'll just pay it off. Of the next eight years, I'll just pay it off. This in our culture is so much about get it right now and pay the price later. How many regrets do we have? Because we gave in right now to little moments of pleasure. We couldn't resist. And we ended up paying more than we planned on paying because that's the school of thought. But the other school of thought is that we endure pain for a little while in exchange for pleasure for a long time. This is a school of thought I'm trying to adopt. Sometimes it's not a good feeling to shout out in a quiet church service, but man, does it feel good when you get done doing it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Because you've fought through the urge to be quiet, and then somehow you've got power and passion to lift your voice up. And as soon as you did, you felt a peace and an anointing flow through you. I've come to tell you it always works to have a moment of pain. There's always a follow-up. There's always a conclusion far greater than what you sacrificed. The kingdom of God is all about small moments of pain and long moments of pleasure. It doesn't feel good to say, I'm sorry. But it feels good when you do it. 
It doesn't feel good while you're doing it. It feels good when you get it out of your mouth, off your chest, off your shoulders. It feels good to say, I'm sorry. Let's work it out. I'm not trying to hurt you. It's hard to man up or woman up and do it. But when you do it, oh, the release you feel. This is the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we were built to take pain for long-term pleasure. This is how God set it up. Does it feel good to take out your personal time? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm scheduled. I'm busy to teach a Bible study to your friends and family. But I need to go fishing. I need to go hunting. I need to go play a game. I need to go to the mall. But I don't have that time. That's going to be tough on me. It doesn't feel good to give that up, does it? But you know what feels good? It feels good when you look across the table and tears roll down that person's eyes. And they say, I've never heard it like this before. You've changed my life. I want to get baptized right now in Jesus' name. Can we go to your pool? That feels better than whatever hour you were about to spend doing whatever you are about to do. The feelings of giving up things in the kingdom always feel better at the end. There is no feeling like finishing. There's no feeling like doing the will of God and giving up your own personal pleasure. There's no feeling. It's not a good feeling to pay a monthly offering to the facility expenses. But man, that air conditioning feels good. Oh, yes, it does. Whew, man, can you imagine? No air conditioning. It does not feel good. When I write, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I do, I don't write checks anymore because I'm, I'm a millennial. Okay. But anyway, I don't write checks out. I click buttons on the computer. Ties paid like that. That's how fast it takes me. Some of y'all are like, Hold on a second. Where's my pen? <laughs> you got to find a pen. I'm just like, ties paid, Jesus. There you go. Boom. On, on, on Chase Bank. I'm done. All right? So I don't do that, but whenever I do type it in, I'm like, I could have got me a boat. Could have got a boat. That's a boat. I just save all that up. I could have a boat. I'll keep doing this. I'll have a boat. Now, am I the only carnal person in here that thinks like that when you start to write that check? You're like, I could have... I could have had me a new crock pot. I could have had me one of them, uh, what they call pressure cookers. It's the newest fad. Get a cook your eggs in three seconds. Oh, pressure cooker. Man, what could I have had? It doesn't feel good when you write it out, does it? It doesn't feel good when you type it out. It doesn't feel good in the moment. You know what feels good? Knowing that we have a facility for lost people to come in here and get the Holy Ghost. Knowing we have a kids' church area. Knowing that we've got pews and carpet and sound system. That, that feels good. It don't feel good when you do it. It feels good after you do it. It feels good to know I didn't come use the church and not help pay for it. I'm going to go in my office now. Now, if you're, if you're supporting, you don't, have to feel, you don't have to feel bad right now. You just, you know, you're good. But if you're not, let the Holy Ghost talk to you about it. <laughs> and by the way, contrary to popular belief, we don't own a toilet paper factory at Austin First Church, so we actually do have to purchase this stuff. So I know some people think that just stuff appears out of nowhere. We just donate stuff every week. But we actually do have to buy everything that you see. 1 Corinthians 9.25, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we, we do it to obtain an incorruptible crown. They run for a feeling, a feeling that will fade away. We run for a feeling that will never, ever, ever, ever fade away. We run in this race for a feeling called heaven that will feel so good that every tear shall be wiped away from our eyes for eternity. We run for something that will never release, never end. We run for a feeling that will never go away. Every good feeling you've ever had stopped, but not that feeling. One of these days, we will get a crown. We will get a crown that is incorruptible. What that means is that we resolve, never stop, never end. You will always have it forever and it will never ever be over with. This is why I run. This is why I fight. This is why I go forward because I know it will be worth it in the end. The feeling is not now. The feeling is in the end. The feeling is in the finish. The finish. But one of the hardest parts about running this long distance race is this thing called delayed gratification. You see, you have to run with the end being way out there. You know how hard it is to run and not get to the end? Well, of course you do. We're doing it right now. We're not in heaven yet, are we? One of the toughest things to do is to visualize as a runner that I'm going to feel good when I cross that line. 
if I can just go a little further, I will get that feeling I'm looking for. You see, the runner runs to finish. The runner does not run 12 miles just to run. You do that to work out. But when everybody's watching and a number's on your back, you're running to cross the finish line. And the only thing that keeps your legs moving when they feel like giving out is the vision of you crossing that line and the feeling of accomplishment and the feeling of getting it done. There's no feeling like finishing. It don't feel good to run. It feels good to finish. It doesn't feel good to push. It feels good to know I've done what I set my sights to. I've done what I put my mind on. That's what feels good. It doesn't feel good just to go to church. It feels good to finish. I'm talking to people right now. You want to feel good being a Christian? I've got the answer for you. You will feel great if you keep your faith, if you keep going forward, if you give in to God. You will feel great. You've never felt better than the day you'll feel when you walk on streets of gold. It's going to be worth it all one day. You run and you run and a voice pops in your head and says, just quit and you'll feel better. Oh, we've all heard that voice before. I think I'm going to go ahead and take a couple weeks off of church. I'll feel better. If you're right, you'll feel better. You'll feel better. You'll feel better for a moment. A moment. Yeah, you know, it felt good when you backslid, didn't it? For a moment. And what happened after that moment was over? You felt horrible. Worst days of your life. It's deceptive to think that you can give into the voice that says just stop running and you'll feel better. It's not true. The feeling is not on the journey. The feeling's in the finish. And if you quit, you'll never feel good. If you stop now, it will get worse. The only hope a runner has of feeling good is to finish the race. Because when you finish the race, you can sit down in the rest. That's why the Bible calls eternity the rest. You can rest when you're done running. There is no rest here on the earth. There's only running. That's why I encourage you today to seek the end. Keep pushing. Keep fighting. Don't give up. There will be an eternity of worship for you to rest. For you to rest. For you to rest. I know you want to give up. I know you're tired of fighting. I know you're trying to find a way to make it. But just keep going because one day you will find it. It will be worth it all. Worth it all. Worth it all. This is why Paul says, I'm not just running to run. I'm not just fighting like someone beating the air. There are some times in my journey and maybe your journey, I forget why I ran in the first place. You forget why you signed up for the race. And that's why we have to remind ourselves right there that temporary good feelings are not good enough. Not good enough. Temporary moments of feeling good are not really what I'm looking for because I want to feel good for eternity. Not just a year, not just a week. I'm trading in my moments for forever. I'm trading in moments of satisfaction where I get even with you forever. I'm trading in moments where I don't have my way on the earth forever. I'm trading in moments when it would be easier and feel good and taste good forever. I'm trading in something small for something big. This is why Paul said to sacrifice ourselves is a reasonable service. It's a reasonable trade-off. Because what little we have to give for what we get is worth it all. It's time for Pentecostals to stop saying stuff like this. We sacrifice all the time. No, you don't understand what you're getting, you see. You, you don't have a revelation of what you're getting. You have not seen heaven in your vision. You have not seen the finish line. Any apostolic person that says stuff like that has not seen Jesus, has not seen the end. You're all about the right now. You're all about the moments. You cannot be a real apostolic and be sad for yourself, always sad and down and out. We are not running just to hurt ourselves. We're running because there is a prize. There's a prize. There's a prize. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I've got my mind set on Jesus. I will finish this race. Let's give them praise right now.
Does anybody see the Lord? Does anybody see the reason? Anybody see Jesus? He's going to be worth all the pain. I don't know about you. I like to finish what I start. Anybody like to finish what you start? Anybody else get dr drive you crazy when you start a project and can't finish it? I like to finish what I start. When I was in Dallas, there were some times I, I had bad days and wanted to give up or go somewhere else, you know, trying to adjust. But, but I, kept, I kept going. Because you know what? I made my mind up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Because I don't like to just quit. I'm not a quitter. I don't like quitting. Whenever I start a project in the church, like, Man, Jesus help us. This shed out here don't have a roof yet, and I'm trying to get all that together. And I, it, it, every day I'm just like, Lord, I can't sleep at night. This shed don't have a roof on it. I don't know what to do, Jesus. I know you don't have problems like that. I have problems like that, y'all. I have serious problems. I want to finish stuff. I, I can't sleep until it's done. I can't sleep. Like, you, if I'm going to put a fan up in my house, I'm going to put a fan up in my house. I don't care what happens. I'll be up all night long. The fan is going up. I will go to Lowe's. I will go to Walmart. I will get the part. I'm finishing the project right now because I get peace when I finish. Anybody else get peace when you finish? I like to get stuff done. I say that to say this, a little side note. I have news for the city, and I've got news for our church. My wife and I are, no, are not quitters. We came here to build a church. We came here to have revival. We came here to grow the kingdom. We came here to take all the backsliders back out of hell and bring them back in the church, and we don't quit. And we finish. And we will not sleep. We will not rest. We will not pause. We will not back away until we see the end. There's no good feeling until you finish what you start. And we will finish what we started at Austin First Church. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. We came with a mission, Brother Brown. Thank you for helping us. Uh, we came with a mission to grow the kingdom because Austin needs hope. Uh, Austin needs salvation. And when we start, uh, we finish. Uh, don't expect it to be easy, but expect it to be worth it. It will cost all of us a lot, but it will feel so good. It will feel so good when we get done. Thank you, Jesus. Let me hurry up here, okay? Matthew 25. Jesus in Matthew 25, according to our text, he compared getting into heaven to a man who increased what he was given by his master. This success produced a compliment that perfectly describes somebody who has made it to the finish line and, and felt that big, that big ribbon break on the chest. This is what it says. This is what you want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Three words I try to live by, I gauge myself by. I want to make sure I'm good, yes. I'm faithful, yes. and I am a servant. Yes. Oftentimes, though, we try to pick two out of three or one out of three because they fit us, because it's easier for us. Let me explain it to you. Good means useful. Useful. Use your talents. Use your gifts. Use your abilities. Faithful means committed. Servant means submitted. Good is when you give your talents. Faithful is when you give your time. Servant is when you give your heart. If you want to finish the race, I believe you have to get 100%. I don't believe you can get a 66%. That's a failing grade. Two out of three is failing. I believe we need all three. So, can we measure ourselves for just a moment before we close today? Here's the reason why I believe we need all three. Listen closely. It doesn't matter if you're submitted and you're willing to use all your talents in the church if you're unstable. In fact, it was Peter that said, Lord, I'll go through to prison and to death. He was talented. He was committed. But he was unstable. So we can't just be, oh, Lord, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, here I am. I've got talents to use. I'm all in, Lord. But then next week we're out. We're fickle, emotional, easily offended, unstable. doesn't matter if you're always at church, faithful, have a heart of gold, a servant, but you never will let God use your talents. We've got to ask ourselves today, is this me? Because I want to finish the race. 
Because I have met lots of people who they're always there. And they're such good-hearted people. But they just, for whatever reason, they won't use their gifts for the kingdom. In fact, I've seen a lot of good people fall in this trap because they thought that being good, they thought being a good, clean person, faithful, was enough. But anytime you say no to the Spirit of God, you quench the Holy Ghost. Remember, coming to church is only one part of the plan. But being someone that God will use talents through, gifts through, is so important. So important. So it does not matter if we are not all three. And lastly, it doesn't matter if you're always at church and you're always using your talents for God if you're always causing problems because you're unsubmissive. doesn't matter. You see, I've learned this hits all people in church culture because I've met all three types of people. And this is why it's kind of hard because some of us have some things good and other things wrong, but we must be well-rounded in every area. You ever heard of Judas? Judas was there, and Judas was gifted, and Judas had talents to work with money and finances, but Judas didn't have the heart. Yeah. Some disciples are only on the team as long as they get to hold the money bag. And you see them, and you see them being busy, but in time, you will see their hearts. And this is why the servant has to be good and faithful. And this is why if you're going to cross the finish line, you've got to make sure you're not just a servant. You're not just faithful. You've got to make sure that you're all three. All three. Everybody say all three. The Bible says in Revelation 21 and 21 that the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Everybody say pearly gates. Now, the Bible doesn't make mistakes whenever the, the Lord builds something in, in heaven. He does it on purpose. The Bible says that when you get to the finish line, which would be the gates of heaven, right? We agree on that, right? The gates of heaven would be our finish line. So we would not break through a ribbon. We'd break through pearls on a gate. Why pearls? Well, if you research what pearls are, pearls are formed in shells, oyster shells, you know how a pearl is formed? A small piece of dirt gets inside that shell. Little bitty speck of annoying dirt lives, makes it uncomfortable. Surely, I've had dirt in my shoes and I can barely walk. And this thing has it in its belly, in the middle of it. And this thing has a choice to make. It can either live with that dirt being mad and sad and angry all the time or it can take calcium and begin to cover the speck of dirt until it becomes smooth, until it becomes beautiful, until it grows year after year, day after day, a slow, patient grind of putting up with the pain. I believe that the pearls will guard the gate because pearls can recognize pearls. I believe that God made the gate out of pearls because you and I can relate. When we walk to the finish line, Brother Brown, we're going to be like pearls who have made the choice to not give up under circumstances of pain, who have made the choice to make the best of everything. Because if you're going to make it to the end, you're going to make your mind up come hell or high water. Whatever gets into your life will not destroy you, but you will take the grace of God and you will cover the junk in your life. And through the grace of God, year after year, you will take the mess and the pain and the drama and the hurt and the abuse. And over a lifetime of endurance, you'll walk up with your pearl and say, let me in. And the pearls will look at you and say, well done, thy good and faith. We know who you are. We recognize you. We're pearls of great price. It cost us a lifetime of running 
It causes a lifetime of fighting. It causes a lifetime of pain. But one of these days, it will be worth it in the end when the pearl talks to the pearl. Yeah, Jesus. I want to go see you one day, Jesus. Somebody get on your feet and shout to God with a voice of triumph. Somebody, are there any pearls in the house today? Any pearls in the house today that you've suffered and you've fought and you've been abused and abandoned and the dirt will not win and the dust will not win, but I'm going to cover everything that's come along by the grace of God. His grace is sufficient for me. He might not take away the sand, but the grace will give me power to take the pain and turn it to pleasure. Oh, Jesus! We're building, building pearls right now in this place. Uh, somebody build a pearl right now. Deep inside of you right now, don't you give up. Uh, don't you quit. Uh, take it all and turn it into something good. Yeah, turn it into good. Transform it. Use it. Use it to build on. Use it to build on. Only the Holy Ghost can take your messed up life and make a jewel out of you. Only the Holy Ghost can take your past and your abuse and all that's been done to you and make you something precious. Only the Holy Ghost can take the dirt and take it to heaven. There won't be a gate of dirt. There'll be a gate of pearls. And you and I were made in dirt. No dirt goes to heaven. But if you let God get a hold of your dirt, He will take you to eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody be encouraged right now in Jesus' name. I've come to tell you, run, run, run. The feeling is in the finishing. The feeling is in the finishing. The feeling is in the finishing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm going to finish this race, Jesus. I'm going to fight this thing, Jesus. I'm going to run when it hurts, Jesus. I'm going to push when it hurts, Jesus. I'm going to forgive when I don't want to, Jesus. I'm going to love when it's painful, Jesus. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to make it to the end. I'm going to make it to the end. You're going to make it to the end. You're going to make it to the end. Oh, Holy Ghost, speak to us right now. Holy Ghost, speak to somebody right now. Come on, it can be dirt or it can be a pearl. You choose right now. What will you do with it? Uh, if you give up right now, you will have no pearl. But if you keep forming, keep developing, keep running, stay in the race. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth every time you said no. Every time you said yes. Every difficult choice you make, it will be worth it all. This is no time to give up now. This is no time to quit now. This is the hour to push forward. Oh, Jesus, you're coming back for us soon, Lord. You're coming back for us soon, Lord. The Bible says in the last days, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And I believe there has been a shakening in this pandemic. You know what dropped out? You dropped out. Here you are right here. You're still in this thing. You shook out of it. You're the remnant. You're the leftover. You're right here right now saying, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. In the face of all odds and obstacles, I'm yours, God. I'm in this thing, and I'm going to fight and never quit. And that's why you will see those streets of gold, and you will have your, your tears wiped off your face. You will have no more sickness and no more pain. The day is coming. I want you to close your eyes in this place, lift up your hands, and imagine for a moment what it'll be like to not have to run that race anymore. <laughs> when we see Jesus face to face, 
I know there's some people in here, you're just getting tired. You're tired of your life. I've come to tell you right now, you're making a pearl. You're making a pearl. Don't you quit now. That pearl's going to get you in. That pearl's going to get you in. You're making a pearl right now in Jesus' name. Oh, God sent me here right now to encourage somebody and tell you in the name of Jesus, uh, don't you quit. Uh, don't you give up. Uh, if you want to feel good, uh, I've got the answer. Give it all to Jesus right now. And you'll never find a feeling like it feels to serve the Lord. It's the best feeling in all the world to give your heart to Jesus and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. No peace like the peace of Jesus. No power like the power of Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost, talk to somebody right now. Somebody make the trade. Turn your sin in for glory. Turn your pleasure in. Turn your temporary season of pleasure in for a lifelong journey with Jesus. Turn your cheating ways, your lying ways, uh, turn your deceitful ways in for a better life with Jesus. Oh, yes, Holy Ghost. Thank you, God. I feel like someone's turning something right now. I feel like somebody's trading right now. There's a buyback program right here, right now. There's a buyback program right here. The Lord will give you money back. He'll give you money back for trading in your small moments for a big life. God will trade your small moments. You're giving up the big for the small. I've come to encourage you. Make the trade. Saints of God, make the trade. It will be worth it. It'll hurt to make that decision. It'll hurt for a couple days, but it will feel good when you're done. <laughs> it will feel good when you're done. It will feel good giving it up. It will feel good trading it in. It will feel good making the decision. It will feel good. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, God, for the clarity today. Thank you, God, for helping us understand that the feeling comes after we finish. Would you complete something you began in God? Would you complete that prayer journey you began? Would you complete that Bible you began to read this year? Will you finish something? Because the feeling comes in the finish. The feeling comes after you finish. It, don't, it doesn't come during. Oh, Jesus. Who am I talking to right now? In the Holy Ghost. Who am I talking to right now? In the Holy Ghost. Who are we talking to right now? In the Holy Ghost, you've jumped around. You've skipped but never finished. You've never committed. You've never stayed a servant, stayed submissive. You just need to stay and be faithful. You need to lock in because the feeling comes when you complete it. You're closer now than ever before, saints of God. The end is right there. The light is at the end of the tunnel. We are in the end times. The world is wrapping up. If you've got unforgiveness in your heart, if you've got loose ends you have not tied up, if you've got anything that's holding you back, complete it today. I thank God for Sister Braniff. I heard a great report of her being filled with the Holy Ghost in a prayer meeting at her house just yesterday, I believe. Isn't it beautiful? Right before the Lord comes back. God, I give you praise for that prayer request being answered. We celebrate that. Good news. A completion feels good. And right now she's feeling good because she finished a part of her journey. Receiving that Holy Ghost in filling, refilling is a step. Nothing feels better than finishing. If you're repenting right now, don't stop. Get the Holy Ghost. If you're listening online and you're repenting, don't stop. Finish it. Get the Holy Ghost. Get baptized in Jesus' name. It feels good to finish. Finish what you started.
Praise God. Oh, yeah, I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to make it to the end. I can't wait for the day we grab our hands <laughs> and we're running across those streets of gold at the feet of Jesus. It's going to be worth it all. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, I'm going to finish. Declare it. I'm going to finish. Say it again. I'm going to finish. Go ahead and put a smile on your face because you know you made your mind up. You're going to finish. It feels good to think about that end. It feels good to think about you on the way to the end. It's right there. It's right there. It's right there. I'm going to finish. I'm going to feel that good feeling. Oh, yeah. People, people try to tell me I don't have a good life because I'm a Christian. I'm going to tell you all Wednesday night that, that Christian life is the best life. So you better watch my video. You watch it on Wednesday night. I'm going to tell all of y'all there ain't no better life in the world like a Christian life. I'm going to tell you the feeling of being a Christian is the best feeling in the world. I'm going to prove it to you Wednesday night because too many people tell us they feel sorry for us. That's about to change. The stigma of sad Christians is done. Those days are over. We're, we may be fighting. We may be running. But we will have joy in the midst of the storm. We will have joy. Not because of the race, because of the finish line. Praise God. Oh, yeah. We love you all, and we thank you so much for coming to this place today. Thank you for letting me open up my heart to you. Appreciate you all. We love you all. Thank you for the love, support. And, man, we can't wait to all be together, back to our old nasty selves again. Y'all know how we are. It's a miracle we're alive right now in the Pentecostal church. We've been spitting on each other for generations. I can't how many times a preacher came by spitting on me on the front row in church. I didn't dare wipe it off. I thought it was like the anointing oil. Oh, Jesus, help us. You know, we, we've learned a lot. We probably should learn how to be a little bit safer after all this because we are a little bit, uh, little bit weird when it comes to just sweating on each other and all that stuff. So I'm sure we've learned some good things. We'll get balanced. God bless you all. I, we love you all so much. Try not to spend too much time here. Let's take about five minutes. You need to use a restroom. If you want to visit outside, that's fine. Make sure you get your mask on before you relocate, and that way they can clean service up before we leave. They leave today, okay? So let's try not to hang out in here. That way they can start cleaning. We love you all. God bless you. In Jesus' name.